shatter the vein. We got to kick this off appropriately. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, nice to finally meet in real life. Yeah, so this is episode 195 of Shadow of the Vein, and I've got Jeff from Halcyon Masters joining. Oh, well, thank you for having me into the... Uh, <laughs> In the loose key studio. Yeah, you brought you brought the beer. I I have plenty back there, but you showed up with some uh, great offerings well, here. I couldn't show up empty-handed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this really is uh, kind of one of those. I knew you were just doing the loose keys beer cast. Yeah, the Chicago beer pass. Beer pass. Yep, yep, that's right. And so, um, you know, I thought it was fitting to kind of bring two different varieties. One, you know, lager, which is my favorite type. And okay. I figured you'd like something a little bit more uh, on the hoppy side, so I brought an American pale ale along with it. Yeah, well, it works out. Like, we have the Chicago uh, Pale Ale from Maplewood, and then you have the uh, West Coast from uh, Northern California from Firestone Walker. So we're kind of yeah. combining the Vanglory, Chicago, and uh, mm -hmm. California there. Well, I got to give the California <laughs> shout-out to my family, actually. So I've got uh, aunts, uncles, cousins, everyone from the Pacific Northwest all the way down into uh, Southern California. So awesome. really, the, uh, the logger is for them. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is really going to be a, a different kind of episode of Shadow the Vein because we're just going to drink and chat. Uh, that works perfectly for me. I'm like 195 episodes in here. We got to mix it up, right? We do. And uh, <laughs> I think between the two of us, we were sitting down and trying to coordinate what day we could actually, uh, we could make this work. And was it yesterday that I was like, hey, I'm free tomorrow night. Would that work for you? And Basically, I was yeah. like, I was like uh, yeah, just I have to drink some beer beforehand, but then I'll be ready. <laughs> and I had to, uh, you know, I was like, all right, I'm leaving the office at 6.15. I can get there. Yep, done. Perfect. So it worked out great. So, yeah, this is good. Um, and it's a pretty uh, interesting week of Vanglory because we also have a new hero, and you're often, like, diving into the lore and who these heroes are and you just came off of like this uh, uh choose your own adventure kind of thing that sugar and venom was putting together like i didn't follow that as closely as i probably should have so you would probably be better off explaining that than i do, would the choose your adventure i think was genius um you know i can remember times where you just kind of in middle school, we had the uh, TI-84 calculators. And, like, yeah. I remember one of the programs that we download was always one of those, like, if-then, kind of, like, where you go on kind of the adventure of it. So when Sugar Venom said, we're doing a choose-your-own-adventure, it was an immediate flashback to middle school. Yeah. Saying, oh, I know where this is leading. Or not knowing where it's leading, actually. <laughs> so I do have to be honest. Um during the choose your own adventure, it was my wife's mother's birthday, so okay. I was unable busy. to. I was unable to listen to it live, which was slightly disappointing. But I got home, threw in the headphones while we were like kind of, you know, just chilling out for the rest of the night and listened to the video on or the audio on demand. And it was so okay. much fun to listen to both Tony being announced and then right. also. Sugar Venom's kind of commentary in between while the community was choosing which direction to go, she would go back and she would talk about another part of the lore or how this fits into the larger kind of picture of everything. And then just that extra commentary on there really just adds, you know, some different layers of depth down in there, which is what I find the most fascinating part about Vainglory. Right. So what's fun, too, is she probably has to have all those written, right? The other paths that you went. Oh, she does. So... 
to see those someday would probably be pretty awesome. Well, for we you. actually have all. Of them. Oh, we had she put shared them all. Okay, we have I all thought, of them. <laughs> oh, I thought she didn't share them all. Okay. Oh no. So if you actually pull up and you go into, you want to see something funny? What is my second favorite? Vainglory lore. Vainglory lore. I mean, I use that website more <laughs> than probably anyone out there. So if we go into Vainglory lore and we uh, take a look at it, and. Um, I don't think I've gone through every possibility of Tony's lore yet. Okay. Um, probably about 90% of them, but you kind of find one path that you're like, oh, did I go left here or right there? And then you find another one. So earlier today, I was just reading one where Tony actually gets a pair of teleport boots. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he kind of wishes himself, you know, forward to a rock and he just kind of jumps like maybe 10 feet. And then he goes, all right, I want to get a little bit creative and I want to see what happens or what's going on in the middle of uh, Mount Lyle. And he wills himself into the middle of this thing, but he doesn't actually end up where he was supposed to end up. He ends up in the courtyard where all the ravens are and the okay. storm queen is sitting right in front of him. Okay. In that like our, what's that, the loading screen or the uh, yep. choose your hero kind of screen. <laughs> it also happens to be the same area that in the Star Queen lore where um, Celeste first meets all the ravens. Okay. Yeah, so kind of cool tie-in between those two things. But he has a conversation with the Storm Queen, and she goes, well, if you give me something that, you know, I like, I'll let you go. If you say something I don't like, I'm feeding your eyes to the ravens. Damn. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the fun part is, you know, there's just... It's great writing, mm -hmm. and it's well thought out, and it you know fits in and really adds a depth to the game. So, mm -hmm. you know, if it hits those three things or is kind of fun and makes you smile, again, another great addition to the game. All right, and her story, like her putting it all this together, is pretty awesome because uh, I think it was on like the fold episode way back when she talked about how she got started and just the fact that she was basically a freelance writer for them, like. Uh, hey, can you put this together? And now she has to like, she had to like be there the whole time to craft this giant world. <laughs> and I think she actually took it upon herself and said, you know, you actually need me to do this. Right, she's like, <laughs> wait, I need a job and you need me, so let's figure this out. <laughs> let's make this happen. <laughs> and really just taking the bull by the horns and going yeah. for it. So yeah, that's awesome. Like, And now she can do whatever she wants. To some degree, like she, she doesn't make the hero, but she makes the personality of the hero. That's right. one part that I would love to see more about is the interaction between Sugar Venom, Chainsaw, Captain Nito, everyone involved in kind of bringing a hero onto the rise or onto the fold. Okay. And how much of it is, what do we need from, you know, where's the story going to what does the game need okay i i feel like it probably starts with the what what cool abilities what are, cool abilities? are are there like what what fun can we add to the game and then the story has to work around that right well have you heard that they have like a 4x4 four four matrix in the lair where it's like fun and whimsical or dark and serious right and then it's like kind of where does the hero fall on that spectrum uh -huh. i do remember them talking about that with the cruel early on like you can't have too many of those like evil dark heroes yeah. because the game takes this weird tone you need to have more in that like that middle area but also higher on that like pedal kind of like goofy fun it's 
it's is entertainment it's a video game yeah <laughs> so would pedal be your uh your vote for most fun and whimsical oh no it would be flicker flicker yeah okay because it's the he he just doesn't care like he's like oh yeah i'm gonna do this now like i don't care about you guys <laughs> it's like ah do you like my accent i learned it in you know graduate school right essentially. and pedal pedal's like pedal's super fun and whimsical mm-hmm. but kind of on a nicer scale, like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I, I'm, I'm looking out for you guys. Like, I'm here to... Yeah. I'm the Munion Queen, kind of. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I would have to put my vote for most fun and whimsical to Kashka. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because there is a hero that really... I mean, she's probably best described it as a sociopath, but all she's out there is yeah. to have fun. That's true. Mm-hmm. I bet her and... Uh, Flicker could have some good parties. Like Flicker would be like the DJ, and she's probably just out there like dancing. But Vox is the DJ. <laughs> oh, Vox is the DJ. Yeah, maybe is uh, Flicker the like the promoter, the club promoter. <laughs> I mean, Flicker would just have like classical music on in the background, like just be, you know, sipping his scotch and whiskey or something like I that. I can see that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hmm. I've got to strongly disagree on the fact that Flicker could DJ. All right, maybe not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. All right. Uh, so then, then Tony, I know I was talking to Angel Wolf on this last episode, and when you see Tony, if you don't know any of this lore, he just looks like Vox 2.0. Arden 2.0. Uh, Arden 2.0, sorry. Yeah. Vox in my Same head family. here. Yeah. <laughs> I've been drinking, and we're talking about Vox. And... I mean, it, yeah. you know, I am part of the, uh, what is it, Halcyon Hops, or how, <laughs> what was my name originally? Oh, you had something. Oh, Halcyon on... Ales? Halcyon Ales. Yeah. I might have to do an episode on that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we'll have you on my show. That sounds good. And we'll good. do Halcyon Ales. I like it. Uh, yeah. I mean, when I f- when they released the teaser, kind of the Storm Queen's video, Yeah. I think that was our first glimpse at Tony, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, because when you first see it, I think it was on the stream, you were like, oh, new Arden skin. That's exactly what I thought. But then you rewind and you're like, oh, there's two mechanical arms. Gauntlets. And, yeah. and it didn't go all the way up the arm. It didn't cover his chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something was certainly different. Um, and so Tony, it's going to be kind of fun to watch it. He's like, I really like Frankie's story. And for those of you out there who don't know who Frankie is, Frankie is the dwarf that is incarcerated with Grumpjaw and helps Grumpjaw escape. Right. He's also the dwarf in the alternative fate lore that um, creates Saw's tier three armor. Okay. And he is also the creator of Alpha. Hmm. So he's one of these just master engineers. And actually in Tony's lore, Tony and um, Frankie meet up on one of the paths and they oh. get to go on like a little bill and ted's like ultimate adventure <laughs> with a time traveling cube uh which hopefully we get to explore a little bit more but they're all part of the uh kind of the dwarf race yeah. and these guys are just really good at technology and so i think those gauntlets that tony has you know are really meant for like demolition so they're heavy hitting they're going to kind of be i almost think of them as like arden's b Okay, yeah, right. But it'll be interesting to see what they can do with it, because if it's a, you know, they're built for demolition, so maybe there's something around that within the abilities that kind of come up. Here's something. Uh, League, they threw out a lot of stuff in the past, like, year, where you get to play with the terrain a lot, and you can build stuff and build bushes. What if Tony could punch through the walls and teammates can now travel, move through that wall? 
That would be amazing. That would be awesome. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm throwing <laughs> that out there. I like this demolition idea. Uh, we probably well, now know more since we've recorded this what he can do because this will come out like next week since we're recording. <laughs> it probably will. Maybe Everyone's like, these idiots. People are going to be listening to him like, what is up with that? Well, I mean, Sugar Venom sneaking, she'll sneak a lot of the abilities into the lore. Okay. And so one of them is, is that he uses his gauntlets as, you know, demolition gauntlets to actually like bust through rocks. So your idea, I mean, it's really feasible. Yeah. I think that's, it makes uh, the environment you're playing in a lot more interesting and would make the Sovereign's Rise and the Halcyon Fold both feel different now that you're Tony and you can punch through different walls and different paths and kind of move around the map. Well, think about a dragon steal for that one. Yeah. So being able to get a melee character into the dragon's lair. Yeah. You roll in with a flicker alt on the team, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the uh, demolition wall and flicker's alt would kind of be like, a, all right, you demolish the wall. Now, do you do like a flank and like trick everyone? Or is it like, hey, we're coming right through that hole? I don't know. I mean, that's like the perfect like jewel <laughs> alt right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, I like that. Mm -hmm. The one ability that I was really hoping for when I first saw Grumpjaw, I'm like, ooh, I wonder if he can dig into the ground. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a hero, League has a hero called Rek'Sai that can kind of do tunnels and go under the ground. Yeah. So. You know, I've actually, um, I've never played League. Okay. I, I use it as a reference a lot because I've played it and I still watch some of it. So I kind of like, I look to that game. It's another 5v5 MOBA on mm -hmm. a three lane map. So it's like, well, what's this game doing? Could we see something like that in this game? Yeah. I mean what, the most popular game ever made? Right, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty good reference point, but... Um, yeah, no, I mean, Vangler was my first and only mobile that I, MOBA that I really ever played. Okay. Tried a couple out, but, you know, I always just come back to Vanglory. Oh, yeah, it's something... It's, it's, it's fun. I don't know. That's why I keep playing it. That's why I make content. That's why you make content. It's <laughs> exactly why I make content. I think, too, it's the community. Yeah. Um, you know, we were talking earlier before the microphone started recording, and I was saying, you know, really, it, it came down to teammates and also, you know, the people that were in my guild that were really kind of the inspiration to get started with the Halcyon Masters. Yeah. And then, you know, they're part of the reason why I keep coming back. So, you know, I'll flip on Discord in the middle of the day if I'm working from home and just, you know, I'll be working and hanging out with the guys there. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like you kind of build up friendships, which is, you know, unique in this, in this area. Uh, and it's, it's kind of it's not as fun with uh, out friends that you're playing with sometimes because I I often solo queue but then when you get in a game with friends or other people you're like oh this is what you're supposed to this is why everyone loves the game <laughs> yeah I I will say I'm I'm definitely a fan of party queue so if I can get on with one or two friends and play you know either five v five or anything like that I think it's much more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. You know, I know there's uh, there's definitely something to be said to be making it to uh, Vainglorious Gold on solo queue. Like, that's, you know, a true test of skill. Yeah. But, you know, for me, it's the game is so much more fun when you're on Discord. You can coordinate. You can talk. And, you know. Yeah, I think I'm often recording videos, so I don't want someone else talking. So I don't. And then I'm like, all right, that took me three. I don't want to play another game with someone else. Like, I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> so what you're saying is that um, I should now stop talking for the rest of this episode. And <laughs> this is all about talking. This is uh, beer and chat go together. So. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that is very true. 
But yeah, I can see that one. You never know what someone's going to throw up on a on a Discord chat. Yeah. When I've done a couple of like live streams, I'm always like, all right, guys, if you're in the Discord channel, <laughs> we're live. Remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially if we're going to use that afterwards on YouTube. Um, right. I don't know about you, but YouTube for me has been very finicky when it comes to demonetizing my videos. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you would think at this point... Are both of us, they would know this is only Vanglory content. There's nothing else here. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm not a very profane speaker. So, you know, that's the other mm. part on it too. I'm like, the content is, you know, pretty mild. You know, right. what advertiser friendly would be the word? It involves, well, yours don't, but if they're gameplay videos, it involves killing people. So, <laughs> But an advertiser that's going to be advertising on a video game channel. There's, there's hardly a game that involves something not getting killed. I mean, even the first Mario was squashing a mushroom. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Mario literally stomped on someone. Oh. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't don't know about that demonetization and why it keeps happening. I know it sucks, and I don't don't enjoy it. (laughs) I I don't know how to put it any other way. It's really funny, too, because it's like I don't make content for you know, the YouTube revenue. It's just, there's something about the principle of the fact when I see that yellow dot next to my video, I'm like, there is nothing wrong with this video. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because there's not, for anyone that's wondering or looking to make Vanglory content, there's not a lot of money in it right now. It's a passion. It is 100% a passion project. Uh, Rumbly Superset, he gets money out of it but he also has now two channels and he makes that's his full-time gig and he also streams on multiple platforms like he's putting in a lot of work and one vanglory channel is not making him enough money to live on at the moment no and <laughs> i mean my hope is that it gets to that point where you know we can have multiple streamers and content creators that are fully devoted to the game um in the future but you know for for the likes of you and i it's um you know it's a passion project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then it's just my, you know, my little thing about, you know, green dots versus yellow dots on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got them all green at the moment. We'll see. I, I think I have the same thing. This one now involves drinking and Vanglory, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, you know, just the mention of beer is probably going to get us demonetized. Nice. Or maybe we'll get some monetization from Heineken or something ah, like that. Should we maybe promote one of these uh, <laughs> companies here? It's like... All right, so we're gonna try the Charlatan American Pale Ale after oh, this. Uh, there we go. Yeah. The, after this <laughs> awesome lager, <laughs> we were not paid by Charlatan Americans Pale Ale to say that. Yeah, I'm not getting paid by any beer companies yet. I should work on that. You no. really should work on that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may actually have an in for you on one of them. Oh, okay. I get to go to beer events for free because I do a lot of stuff in the beer community, so yeah. that's that's fine. Let me see if I can get a couple six-packs uh, shipped up here. Oh, see what you good. think, okay. your honest opinion on it, and then, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. All right, I'm mm-hmm. down for that. Cool. Of course. So let's see. Some other fun stuff. Um, so Tony, first off, Tony. Let's go back to yeah, Tony. let's go back to Tony. Uh, Angel Wolf and I didn't dive into, like, who he is that much because I honestly haven't read all the, the story yet or know much about him, but uh, hearing you talk about him and stuff, he sounds like definitely a departure from Arden. Like, how does he fit in with Arden? So he, I don't even think Tony and Arden would really be, you know, considered in the same area. So if we think of Arden, yes, he's a technologist. He is a group um, that kind of 
spun off and they use technology to kind of advance their faction's cause. And okay. so, you know, they are going to war with power gauntlets and suits of armor and really kind of rising up against the Storm Queen. The dwarves, however, if we go to where we first learn about kind of the dwarves in general is from Varya's lore. Okay. So they go into... I think it's called the Forgotten Land. Don't quote me on that. I'm <laughs> recalling from memory. And there's two mage princes that are at war with each other. And they've kind of conscripted these dwarves that are living underground to build all of their weapons and different parts for it. Okay. And then the Storm Queen sends a raven up to the World Seer. Mm-hmm. And he's this guy that's kind of floating on this giant, um, on the anvil. It's a giant library that's just kind of floating around the world of Vainglory. Mm-hmm. It's super high up, so it's not going to be affected by the churn. But she <laughs> sends this raven up there, and it's like, hey, you know, it can't escape me. So he sends Varya down to help out the Storm Queen. Okay. So step number one is she goes down and she persuades and by persuades i mean she like pretty much just shocks him into submission (laughs) and uh gets the dwarves to come up to mount lyle and build all of the different um things that we see on sovereign's rise okay so all the turrets those are all built by the dwarves oh okay so you could almost say like arden is 1.0 like the full kind of character and the world and then the dwarves and uh, Tony are now the 2.0. Exactly. Yeah. So Arden was in kind of this um, this struggle between the Storm Queen, Githia, and the Technologists. They're mm-hmm. kind of these three factions that are fighting against each other. And then you have what the Doors were doing was something kind of off to the side, or it's my understanding that they're off to the side. Okay. And the Storm Queen then takes the Doors' abilities and brings it over, and then that's what's then kind of building what we have on the rise. When we first meet Tony in the story, he's a demolition dwarf. So his whole job is to smash rocks, Yeah. essentially. Okay. And he's tunneling down through this giant, um, this giant mountain, hmm. trying to find out what's in it. So when we first meet him, he's just breaking through that last barrier, and it kind of gets him into the center of the mountain. I don't know, have you seen Black Panther yet? No, I haven't, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, that's why I hear, yeah. But, uh, you know, <laughs> that's kind of what I'm picturing on this one is like, okay, so you go through all this rock and then boom, you get to this like magical area in the middle of it where you have this well of power and, you know, here's the churn and the halcyon that are kind of fueling everything that the Storm Queen is trying to build. Yeah. And Tony was the one that was able to tunnel down to that area. And then once he breaks through, um, Pippa, who's another non-playable character that's introduced, Pretty much tells them, all right, your job's done. Hey, good job. Leave it up to the engineers to take over from here. And so she kind of dismisses them. And then once she dismisses them, that's where the choose your own adventure starts. Oh, cool. Okay. Yep. So then you get to choose what do you do. Hmm. So we really have like a base of a lot of characters that are possible now, right? Like this story feels like it opened up a lot of people too. This story opened a lot of people. Like Pippa, we have... uh, the Frankie, we also have, um, is it Melena? Maline. Maline, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so she's not part of this story, but she's certainly on the list of heroes that I'd like to see come to the rise. Yeah, because something with that uh, Hermir, some sort of like doppelganger reflection kind of ability could be interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, just her bludgeoning someone with the mirror would be yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, I think that's the only characters that are like jumping out at me that um, we've heard about and haven't seen yet. Because I, uh, we'll, we will never see the Storm Queen on the on Sovereign's Ride. That just doesn't make sense. No, she's too powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We actually did a video on our channel recently of 11 heroes we thought would might come to the game. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. 11. Okay. 11. All right. Which didn't even include Tony or Pippa. Okay. So, I mean, we could probably <laughs> knock that number up to 13 now. Uh, what was your, like, what's the top couple? That, well, uh, I'll make sure I include a link to that video. or Yeah. Like, in the, <laughs> it's like, look right up into like, the yeah. upper right-hand corner <laughs> right now. Um so, Malene was certainly on the top of that one just okay. because of the relationship with Blackfeather and Finn. So, yeah. um, you know, they go after this princess to, you know, strike it rich, essentially. They're going to kidnap the princess. They're going to sell her back to the family. They're going to live, you know, fat and happy with all the money that they uh, get from that one. Yeah. But they come to find out that she actually wanted to be kidnapped herself. Oh. I know. Okay. But uh, kind of the foolish guys that they are, they... Um, they take her into a hardy orange grove, like, yeah, a hardy orange grove area that's, like, right be underneath her castle. And she gets pricked by one of the thorns, and mm-hmm. princesses are allergic oh, to hardy oranges. <laughs> I know. So she's like, hey, listen, you idiots, you just put me in a coma. And so, boom, she's out cold. So then we see two kind of cool ties to it. Because one, the only way to wake a person up from that type of um, sleep is to find a blue seraphin feather, which we know where we can find one right. of those. Adagio. Adagio. Yep. But I don't see Adagio giving those one of those up very easily. <laughs> and then number two is um, the hardy orange is the same orange that is traded with Lorelei to get the dragon eggs. Okay. So it's kind of a fun little tie-in. But... <clears throat> so, Blackfeather and Finn... likes oranges, right? No, she likes, she peanut, likes butter. peanut butter. Peanut butter. <laughs> 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 Alright. I was like, where did I... I feel like there's another point for oranges, but okay. <laughs> yeah, something along those lines. It's like oranges and peanut butter. I know apples and peanut butter mm. is pretty good, but... <laughs> That's what happens when you're drinking and talking about fantasy lore. You're like, it all blends together sometimes. I know. <laughs> it's amazing that I can even keep this I know, right? Straight. I'm like... I'm amazed. I'm like, <laughs> well, as I said, number two, you know, on my favorites list on that device. But I mean, I've probably read the lore more times than any person actually should. Okay. <laughs> and I'm, I'm still taken to school by other people, like on Twitter and on the forums, and they're like, "No, you're wrong." And I'm like, "Probably." Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, we were talking about Moline. Um, the Gray Witch is another one. She actually steals one of Adagio's feathers. But in alternative fate lore, I would really uh, like okay. to see her come to it. Yeah, so how do you, I guess that's sidetrack, how do you feel about alternative fate lore? That's when I kind of, I got really confused and kind of, uh, I stepped away a little bit from the lore because I started to feel like it got muddy for me, like trying to keep straight like what was happening and what wasn't real because all skins now had alternative fate lore. So it, got, it got confusing for me. I <laughs> well, the easiest way to think about it is if it's, it's, if it's a hero's base skin, mm-hmm. it's considered canon. Right. The second that they put on a skin, it's considered alternative fate. Okay. There's a couple exceptions, and those are the Winter War, 
um, Kashka's um, Red Lantern Festival one. Yeah. Because that's actually where she meets Ozo for the first time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think there's a couple others, like very few. But see, so you have to know which skin. Yeah. Well, you know, those are just fun for, you know, Twitter questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so essentially, if it's the base skin and you're reading that lore, that's canon. Okay. That's the real story that's happening. Anything outside of those skins is just kind of fun or a what if. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we may get a Tony alternative from this maybe a choose your own adventure kind of path. We might get a Tony skin alternative lore. Yeah. Because uh, what was our last year? Was it Varya that launched with a skin, the Winter War skin? And I think that could be a trend where we get a hero and a skin because it makes sense for money-wise. Like, oh, this bundle, buy this bundle. Hey, go for it. <laughs> I have no problem with SEMC monetizing. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I, have, I don't care. Exactly. Like, uh... <laughs> I'm like, you know, when I see those, I'm like, ice instantly. Like... Mm-hmm. Yep, got to give it to those artists for coming up with something awesome. Um, but yeah, Varya is another one that's actually considered canon. Right, because yeah, you said the Winter War skins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, that, so, and then I think the churn, that that whole world, it's canon, or it's, it's alternative fate, but also not. No, right. so the churn is all canon. Okay, mm-hmm. so churn skins are... Oh, good point. Oh, <laughs> see that's Man, where now you now yeah. you've got me. See that's where that was the point where I was like, oh, is the churn real or is the churn the churn is real, but the skins in the churn may not be real. So the churn is real, <laughs> and then yeah, so you can see the churn in certain heroes, but not in other ones. So um, you know, like churn walker Finn, for example, or like kind of. Fins tier one, tier two, tier yeah, three, the, or whatever they're calling them the now. Bone, yeah. bone cruncher. Bone cruncher yeah. yeah, those are all our t- alternative fate. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And same with the Rona, churn. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't. You know what? Actually, I don't think I've read those. Okay. All right. You got new videos. <laughs> I, I know new videos. <laughs> you know, I wonder how many there are because I've made 115 videos to date, and I'm trying to think of how many. There's like, what, 120 skins in the game now? Is there that many? I think so. Okay. So, I mean, it's quite a few. And, you know, I've done series on, like, video, you know, part one, part two, part three. Right, So, by no means is that part of it. But, yeah, it's, um, it gets pretty complex. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Kudos to you for kind of keeping it straight to some degree. (laughs) And It's just repetition. Yeah. I wonder if, uh... If uh, Sugar Venom can keep them straight and she's writing them all, right? <laughs> or how much does she have to go back to be like, what did I say happened here? Because we were talking about this one earlier about people like comments on videos or Twitter. Yeah. And I will say that's one thing is that I will put something into a video and I will, you know, if there is even the slightest mistake, I will be called out in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> now I know one mistake that I did that I was like, it blew my mind when I figured it out. Okay. So when we you know, first started playing the game, I thought the Halcyon was different than the Churn. Okay. So you have the Halcyon Fold, you have Halcyon Energy, you've got the crystals, they're blue, they're, you know, kind of what powers everything, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, so they're going after this, um, you know, this well of power that's, you know, where the Halcyon is coming from. Well, the Halcyon is actually comes from the Churn. So the Churn in small amounts 
gets infused in the crystal, and that's actually what they call Halcyon. Right, because I thought the the churn, if you've been playing Vanglory for a long time, had invaded the Halcyon fold because it's, like, dusty, and it's kind of like... Uh, it's like the Mad Max kind of put together on one side, and then the other side is like yeah. the the nicer kind of camp. So it was kind of this coming together of the two worlds, which that got super lost as we got skin maps, and then the map got reskinned to this like green lush kind of realm. Yeah, I like the green lush realm. I like it better. I've gone back and seen videos where I'm playing. I'm like, oh, that's what it looked like, but I missed that like churniness mad maxi kind of feel of it it did kind of that yeah <laughs> yeah that desert apocalyptic type area mm-hmm. yeah hmm. how do you feel about the sovereign's rise i guess world versus the healthy unfold world Ooh, good question um 5v5 in general is just it's um it's a lot more fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was fortunate enough to actually get to try it out in kind of the, the beta stage. And I remember in that part, I was, I was almost overwhelmed. Sure, yeah. I understand that. By <laughs> what was happening in 5v5. I'm like, man, I, I don't know if I'm good enough at this game to really, <laughs> to really, truthfully, that's what I was thinking. But, you know, then again, I'm, you know, beta testing with like DNZO and Zio and, you know, all these professional players. And, um, you know, I'm sitting here, you know, maybe hotness at, you know, the best of days. Okay. POA at my best. I'll put that <laughs> I'm proud of that still. But um, once it kind of got out into the golden ticket, you started getting more people in and you started seeing how it shifted out. And you're like, okay, it's, you know, I'm starting to get the hang of it. And then now that we had the launch of what, 3.1? 3.0. Yeah, 3.0. 3.1 should launch here. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're on. Or so. Yep, it was, uh, we we're still in 2 point something during Golden 12, Ticket. Yeah. Yep, and 3.0 was the general launch. And, um, you know, I've been having just so much fun with 5v5. Like, yeah, the strategy's great. I think that, you know, I find more and more that it fits my kind of game style. Okay. And so, but I think your question was more about the world. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, what do you think about the that churny kind of, under like healthy unfold feels like the the lower level and like uh sovereign's mm-hmm. rise like above everything else it's kind of like this the storm queen's kind of like her garden more or less it feels kind of yeah. like that with her dragons and <laughs> so we actually see like um in Churnwalker's lore there's a map that it kind of shows where everything is and so the halcyon fold is actually its own little separate area okay and then the sovereign's rise is on top of uh, mount leal mm-hmm. and you know, underneath this mountain is a giant, like probably one of the largest um, Halcyon wells that's out there. Oh, uh, okay. And so that's kind of what fuels all of the the churn and the Halcyon in the Sovereign's Rise. And so you can see a lot of the same elements that you see in the fold as you see on the rise, but it's kind of just, you know, stepped up quite a bit. Mm. Mm-hmm. I miss the purple vein crystals. Because... Yeah, just because, uh, you know, everything I have is in purple. So well, now I mean, I Shadow have... the Vein is, <laughs> I mean, that's like classic right there. I know, I have no, I need to, I guess, change it to yellow-orangey now. But I wonder if you could do half and half. I guess. I, I'm, I'm just old school now at this point, right? I mean, because then people like look at your channel and be like, what, does this guy only play 3v3? Yeah, what's this purple world? <laughs> Come on, man, go with the times. <laughs> Copyright. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. 
so what's uh what's coming up for Halcyon Masters? What's the channel? What what do you guys got planned? So we did a Twitter poll recently um, that asked what everyone's favorite um, Valentine's Day skin was. Okay. And um, the winner of it was um, Dear Diary Lyra. And so I was going through the uh, when I was going through the lore and I was going through kind of what art and content was out there to kind of make the video. Um, it was pretty basic. So I mean, the lore is very short, and then the um, you know, there's really one graphic that kind of fit with it. And so I was trying to figure out how do I make a video that's kind of intriguing and kind of fun <laughs> around one image. around one picture. Okay. <laughs> Which um, so I ended up like uh, working on a different project in between and you know a couple of my Twitter followers definitely reminded me that I put out something different um, in that period of time. But if you're up for it, I'll actually show you what I decided to do. Oh, yeah, sure. So, I mean, maybe we could do like a little sneak peek on this one, but Okay. Um, I need to find this really quick. Have you uh, ever thought about or have you made it a, a, a idea to reach out to SEMC to see if you can get any artwork of like pre-hero development or like, oh, do you have any elements that went into this to help me put together these videos? You know, that's a great question on that one. Um, they do a really good job for content creators of putting out a... Um, it's a Google document or it's a Google Drive that has really all the high res photos that they have. Yeah. So I don't really think there's anything extra that I could get from them that they don't already provide us. Mm -hmm. So that's one nice thing. And let's see. So, I mean, you are a, you're an Adobe guy, right? Yeah. So I was learning a new technique, which really is kind of the 2.5D parallax effect. So mm, right, the Ken Burns effect. As I scroll through this, <laughs> nice. So you, yeah, it's got the we've got the flowers, the petals moving, and yeah, that looks yeah, that looks yeah. about right. I so mean, you Ken, think that actually Ken kind of, Burnsy, uh, yeah, yeah, that well. kind of brings this uh, yeah brings this to life a little bit. And so you know, I hope that people see that you know when they come out with a video, and that's another thing that is my you know the reason that I continue to do the Heroic Tie series is really kind of a creative outlet. So, yeah. you know, what can I learn in video editing? Can I, you know, learn something new in Photoshop or, you know, in the Adobe suite? And it's really a way for me to challenge myself to learn something new. Yeah. That, yeah. That's awesome. And having access to, like, that's the problem with when you start learning software or anything, like, you have crappy artwork that maybe you make. Yeah. So when you can use like artwork from SEMC that's like high res, it's quality, and be like, okay, let me make something out of this, manipulate it, and mm -hmm. it makes what you're doing better as you're learning because it's like, oh, this is a great image, yeah. and I put something more than just a still together. Yeah, <laughs> and for all the like all the artists that are out there that work on this game, you know, not only for SEMC but also the fan artists out there, like I have so much respect for those guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, because that really is that's true artwork. <laughs> yeah, every everything like uh, yeah, like you said, the fan art, it's it's overwhelming the people that put together just artwork and release it on Twitter, uh and just like it's nice to have that like platform to be like, I was inspired by this thing. Mm -hmm. That's something I 
I feel like I wish I had growing up. I remember looking at the Simpsons and things like that and making art like Bart Simpson kind of drawings. But when now that you have this much richer world of content, you have so many mm-hmm. more outlets where it's like, I never knew this was exist and I could have done this artwork. Exactly. <laughs> it's that I think back to like when I've in, you know, growing up in elementary and middle school, I mean, Coriel draw was like what we, sure. <laughs> You laugh because you know exactly know, what I'm yeah, talking I know about. It is, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. basically like, it's kind of like paint, paint for MS, it's kind of like MS paint, but it's... Yeah, except it, even more basic. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It was like, all right, hey, you want to, you know, draw a landscape on this? It's, you know, all right, you've got green, blue, and yellow. It's like, all right, put a... Here we go, go. That's about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... Um, you know, to have tools like this at kind of our disposal now is just fun to play with. And I mean, I geek out because, you know, I learned how to turn, you know, the page on Lyra's book, like in this oh, animation. Nice. And it's like something subtle, but I'm like, you know, hey, I, you know, all right, I want to learn how to do that. So let's mm-hmm. take 15 minutes to figure out how we make the page turn just ever so slightly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's cool. And you not being in that world and not, I guess, uh, your goal really isn't to dive and become an animator. You're just having fun. I'm having fun. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun. So that, I think that's even, I think that's even better for you versus someone else who's like, I want to know how to do this. I need to, it needs to be perfect. You're also like, hey, I learned something. Let's put this out there, and it's a video. Enjoy. Yep. I'm gonna make another one next week or in a couple days. Yeah. And I, I love the feedback on the videos. So, mm-hmm. you know, some people are like, oh, I loved how you did that edit. Or, you know, like, oh, I saw that you tried this, you know, tried this thing. You know, I didn't think it worked quite as well. Okay. You know, those are all good things to hear, you know, on, on both sides of the spectrum. So. For sure. Mm-hmm. So enough about me for a second. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the tables a little bit. <laughs> um, so we're on a, episode 195 of Shatter the Vein. Yeah which I'm super excited about. I think I was, um, the last time I was on here, were you in the hundreds? Uh, for I some reason, so. I feel like it was like 62 or 68. Was it that early? It was It was pretty early. Yeah. I know. I would have to, I should have, honestly, I, I do poor research on my, like, oh, what episode <laughs> Don't worry, was I was like, I should have, I mean, hey, it's my, it was the episode that I was on. If anyone should know which one it was. So it I feel be. like it was pre-100. It was pre-100. So in between... I always like to ask, um, what are some of the standout moments on Shadow of the Vein? If you can say your top three moments or top three interviews, and, you know, I will not take offense if you don't say it's me. Okay. Um, you know, kind of up to 195, what stood out for you? Uh, well, early on, it was whenever I was able to get someone from uh, SEMC on, because when you're starting out, you're like, oh, holy crap. You guys want to be on? This is this is me. I will make time because it always usually happened like during the work day. So I had to like, oh, reset up. And, I, you know, I run the business here so I can do whatever I want. But <laughs> at the same time, it's like, oh, it's the middle of the day. I have other, I have client work too, but let's figure this out. So when Playoff Beard or uh, Kraken wanted to be on, I was like, yes, let's talk. Let's do that. That will be great. Um, as they grew, that became harder to do because they also uh it had to go through more channels and things like that so mm-hmm. that was that was definitely a standout when okay so number up. one was uh having the members of scmc on your channel yeah uh whew, outside of that 
I'm going to ask for three. You, you, you gonna, know this. You're going to ask for three? I'm asking for three. <laughs> that was the question. Um, I'm always amazed, like, a, like someone like Flash, like I've asked him to come on before, and he gladly do it, and he came on uh, when we were doing the Halcyon Report uh, with Gangstars. Like, he would come on all the time. So you realize, like, people like that who you may watch on Twitch or think are, like, this higher-level person, you're like, hey, do you want to come on? They're like, yeah, I'm free. And you're like, what? You're free? Like, all right, sweet. <laughs> it's, like, perfect. <laughs> uh, so I think, like, uh, someone like Flash is always great, and he has great insight of the game, and he's of that world where he was just a player. Like, I remember playing with him very early on in uh, Vanglory where he basically took advantage of Adagio's kit. When you could stutter step before they reworked stutter stepping, Flash was like the king of uh, that world. Oh, his <laughs> mechanics were amazing at that time. Okay, so number one was SCMC coming on to your channel. Right. Number two was, you know, the professionals Flash. like Flash X. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I would continue that professional world going into when I first talked to Team Secret. This was around the time that they won, I believe, the first time that they were playing as a team. It was Calif Calafar, totally <laughs> Palmatora, and Mowgli. And setting up that interview, one, like I said, with uh, SEMC, working out the time is always an issue. And then when you add people in EU... Um, that's always an uh, issue, too. The time zone really yeah. starts to skew. But those guys, they came at it at an angle where it's just like, hey, we're friends, and we're just having fun. And <laughs> that made you realize, oh, this game, this is kind of what you want this game to be. Uh, to some degree, now it's kind of grown. But at that time, you were like, oh, you're just having fun. You're friends, hanging out, playing the game, enjoying it. And we're damn good at it, too. <laughs> And being damn good at the game yeah. is certainly right. And at that time, they were the best. They were just... They really were. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember once queuing up in a three-party team against Cavalifar and just getting destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, props. <laughs> so, I think those would be my, I guess, three highlights. So, sorry, anyone I left out. Like, I don't... I don't think anyone being left out can take offense <laughs> to those three. I know I've had many people on multiple times, like Pawn by Ukrainian and Sue Generous, and uh, I think Dienzio has been on a couple times just talking about his different teams. And so, yeah, it's always fun. Like, I try to highlight so many different people from the community on here because that's what the game is. And you were saying earlier, like, the community is what keeps you doing this stuff. And I have to share this. One of my absolute favorite things about Shadow of the Vein is actually hearing your guest's perspective on what the game means for them. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, on the way over here, I actually put on two times speed and I listened to your last episode with as Angel you're Wolf, going yeah. through with okay. Angel Wolf. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, it was, it was great to hear his perspective with Girls in Glory, with kind of you know, how he's, um, you know, been doing his stream and kind of your part on it and everything. And, you know, that was one of them. I listened to Cats and Pizza, the you know, the week yeah, prior to it. super fun to Exactly. Talk to <laughs> and so, I mean, I can tell you, like, that was a great episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go back and listen to that one if you haven't already. And, um, you know, your guests bring a different, they bring such a great perspective on everything. Mm -hmm. um, and I try to find people, like, there are a lot of people who enjoy the game and play the game, 
but they can't talk about the game. So that's something too. Like I know I've had guests who I often have to pull out inter- questions, interview them more so than just like, tell me why you love the game. And you lead the episode because we're 190 in and everyone knows what I think of the game. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, really, I don't want to pull that same question out one more time. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the night, late night talk show host. It's, uh, you know, you got to give those guys credit for always coming up with something new. I guess so, yeah. But mm-hmm. you can only hear so many times how I love playing Catherine or what I think of this. <laughs> <laughs> Without starting to go down the uh, troll path either. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, uh, what if we do a Weapon Celeste? <laughs> yeah. And so that's what happens. And so you start to talk about that. But yeah, it's always fun. And new people come into the game all the time. And I think 5v5 is going to bring in a lot of people. I know there's a lot of... There's a lot of like hope, like, come on, guys, let's make this happen, that 5v5 is going to be big and bring in all these people. I know both of us as people who make content, like, yeah, let's see that happen. More people watch our stuff. Like, I'm down. Exactly, 100%. (laughs) And that's another whole thing about, you know, the content creation process is I want to make it so the game's more approachable and more fun for people. Uh And, you know, that's always been part of what... Uh, the Halcyon Masters and the Heroic Ties series been is to bring that extra layer to the game. And, you know, if people fall in love with the story, they may fall in love with the game even more and vice versa. And so, you know, the wider that audience is, kind of the more that can come from that. Definitely. Well, I love that you do something different on your channel and I do something different on my channel. And that's what kind of helps. They're not all just gameplay channels or just like well no one wants to watch my gameplay (laughs) (laughs) but it's a it's helpful that everyone who makes content can bring their own personality bring their own uh, thought process to it and i think that's uh, part of vainglory that makes it great right now it's so small and everyone does their own thing but as it grows we may see some overlap which is which is fine and everyone has their own people that they like to listen to like to watch like to hear yep Rising tides raise all ships. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's plenty of room out there. And that's another thing. For those that are interested in getting into content creation, just start. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the fun part about it. If <laughs> yeah. you, you know, do it, you'll find the community out here is very accepting for, you know, people that are doing new and novel um, kind of new and novel things that, are, you know, contribute to the game and contribute to the platform. Yeah. Or community, I should say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, uh, I got to figure out something good to do for my 200th episode, and you got to keep uh, cranking out those videos I on do. your channel. And well, more. you got a little sneak peek. On... I know, yeah, on <laughs> the Lorelei video that's coming. What's the? When do you hope that's up? You know, that's actually going to be pretty quick. I'm debating whether I need to um, bribe my wife into being the voiceover for that one. Okay. Or if uh, if I can actually get away with it myself, so <laughs> that's part of it. She looks at me and she's like, "I'll be like, hey, can you play this part?" And she'll just roll her eyes. <laughs> nah, nah, exactly. go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, never. We we joke on our uh, on our Discord server. We have uh, pro tips all over the place. So pro tip fifty two is get good, and then uh, I think pro tip number eleven is uh, neglect loved ones for vainglory. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so uh, you know I'll be sitting there with the boys and I'm like, hey, what are you up to tonight? I'm like date night, and they're like pro tip eleven. I'm like, <laughs> gotta turn that one down. <laughs> you know, 
That's one thing that I definitely would do want to try at some point in time is to get my wife in with a bunch of our other like friends that I know that their significant others have never played the game before. Okay. And I'd love to do a stream where it is teams of that one. Okay. Uh, yeah, my wife has not played it. It is on her iPad because sometimes mine dies. So I'm like, hey, <laughs> let me grab this real quick. Uh, but she's never played. She's seen the games and she's spell checks she knows who everyone is because she spell checks all the like little blurbs that go out with the videos yep. uh but she's so she's seen them and she likes the look of like heroes of the storm because she like it looks better than league of legends but i don't know if she's ever really noticed what vanglory looks like it looks the same to someone that doesn't play yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so that'd be fun like, it uh, would be kind of fun <laughs> <laughs> i think i if not fun, comical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You probably get at least maybe two games, one for sure, out of it before everyone's like, yeah, I get it. Okay. Um, I think I'd get <laughs> one game and then she'd be like, I think she'd just get upset with me. Okay. <laughs> like we went, um, I took her skiing for the first time. So okay. I grew up skiing. Oh, never skied, yeah. Never skied? Never skied. Um, so this actually might resonate better than that one. So I took her up there and um, day number one, I was like, okay, I can teach you. Oh, no, if I want to stay married, nope, that was never no. going to happen again. <laughs> and so day number two, she got put in ski school. <laughs> okay. You know, so on and so forth. I have a feeling that's exactly how Vainglory would go. It's like uh, game number one, it would be like, okay, I can kind of give around how that one is. Game number two, yeah, you get paired up with Kathy, and then I'm going to take, you know, your okay. wife. <laughs> uh, that's probably a better idea, yeah. Exactly. So we'll have, you know, opposing teams. Okay. And we'll start 3v3 at that point. <laughs> Probably a good idea. So anyway, I think that'd be fun. At least get her into the game so she knows why I waste so much time on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, awesome. I think uh, before we drink too much here, we should probably wrap this up. I agree. Uh, so Jeff, where can people find you, get in touch when, we're not, when you're not on here or watching your videos? So YouTube is my main platform. Okay. Check us out, um, youtube.com slash Halcyon Masters. We're also on Twitter at Halcyon Masters. Roxy, that one's a plug for you. You're doing a great job on the Twitter. Um, and then, um, yeah, UKC is our guild tag in the game. So if you see any of us that are in there, feel free to message us in game and always happy to play. Awesome. And then uh, Shadow of the Vein's on Twitter at Shadow of the Vein, website shadowofthevein.com. Everything gets posted there, at least the iTunes, Stitcher, the YouTube version as well. And, yeah, I'll be back uh, next episode with less beer and more Vanglory. I think so. (laughs) Well, cheers. cheers.